0: Good morning, and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom. So glad to have you along with us as we start a new week, a Monday morning, and we've been looking at the Beatitudes, the shall we say, what Jesus laid out as the key to a kingdom citizen, someone who's in the kingdom of God. How they're going to live, what they can expect, how they, what should they strive to be like. If you want to have goals, ambitions, prayer requests for your own life and for uh, for for those you love. Think about praying for over the Beatitudes. Pray them into your life. I know people are often asked, do you have any prayer requests? And usually they're for material things or physical health or pray to get a job or pray for something like this. Maybe sometimes our prayer requests are, oh, I pray I'd be more merciful. Pray for me that I would have um, be a greater peacemaker. Pray that I have a pure heart. These are the prayers that we should be crying out to God because this is what God is wanting to do in our life, no matter your circumstance. Your circumstances might be wonderful, they might be terrible. Every person, every Christian goes through these ups and downs. But no matter what our circumstance, these Beatitudes ought to be built into our lives. And this is what we should be hoping for and praying for. With that being said, let's just jump into this fifth one, sixth one that we're looking at, such an important one. It's almost like the the key, the the center of them all, to be honest, and that is, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The pure in heart. This word means someone who's, their their heart is clean, their heart is, uh, it's not alloyed, shall we say, with defilement. It spoke of like gold, pure gold, that would be 99.9% gold. There'd be no defilements, no impurities in it. Those had been skimmed off or pure silver. That God wants our hearts to be pure, undefiled, not not mixed or alloyed with the defilements of the world and of the flesh. And he wants it to be clean. He wants us to be holy. And indeed, this this is so important because remember... The Sermon on the Mount, Jesus was really directing much of this towards the Pharisees. And there's a tendency for all people to have a little Phariseeism in them. Because the Pharisee is based on outward morality. Outward, if I can just be good on the outside, if I can do the right things. I'm okay with God, a religion of my, my works, my good works. But notice what Jesus later in Matthew 23 said to the Pharisees when kind of addressing this, this same idea of their outward religion while neglecting the purity of the heart where true religion ought to be. He says to them in Matthew 23, "'Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites!' for you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish but inside you're full of robbery and self-indulgence you blind pharisee first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish so that so that the outside of it may become clean as well you see god is interested in the kingdom of god and the way of jesus christ is interested first and foremost with the heart. Now that doesn't mean that he doesn't care about the outside, but what he wants is our outward obedience to spring from a pure heart. If there's a if you've got an impure heart, even though you're doing some things right on the outside, that doesn't cut it with God. This is why Jesus said at other places, you've heard for instance that you said you shall not commit murder but I say to if you're angry with your brother you've murdered him in your heart, If you say to your brother, you empty-head, good-for-nothing fool, you're guilty enough to go to the fires of hell. Why? Because God is concerned about the heart, the inside. When God was looking for a new king to replace King Saul, he chose David. David on the outside was the youngest, the smallest. He didn't uh, seem to be the one to qualify. But in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, it tells us that man looks on the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart. God looks at the heart. And God judges and tests and purifies our heart. And so this is so very, very important. Well, that raises a question, doesn't it? Is it even possible to have a pure heart? A lot of people believe it's not. They're convinced that until, until they see Jesus, they will always be such terrible, terrible, terrible sinners that They don't even try. They don't even put up a fight. They they don't even pursue a a purity of heart. And i I'd like to suggest that that's not accurate. Now, true, you may not, you will never on this earth reach the purity and perfection and beauty of 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 holiness, inner holiness, like Jesus is speaking about here, that God has. You'll always be falling short of the perfection and fullness of the holiness of God. That's true. That, that does not mean that you cannot even in the eyes of God say, he's got a pure heart. You know, I, I sometimes you know, I, I hear people throw around the phrase, he's got a good heart. She's got a good heart. They made a mistake, but they got a good heart. Well, is, on one hand, yeah, and those, but those same people tell me, but you can never really have a good heart. You'll all, you know, and so there's kind of a what do we mean here? Well, I'd like to suggest that in the eyes of God, you'll, although you'll never be 100 percent there, God can say he's got a good heart. Jesus talked about some people had a good heart. I'd like to suggest that you can pursue this and should pursue this. Every one of the beatitudes is attainable. This is important to realize. Jesus did not give us something that's, that is out of reach. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You can be poor in spirit. You can always have a greater poverty of spirit. You can grow in it, but you can you can be poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. You can mourn. You may, may mourn have a greater depth of mourning at some point in your life, but you can mourn. Uh, blessed are the peacemakers. You can make peace with other people. You know, I'm reminded here quickly of our other Beatitudes, blessed are the gentle. You can be gentle. You can be meek. Yes, you can be more meek than you are now, more gentle than you are now, but you can be gentle. You can, blessed are the, the um, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You can do that. That's within your reach. You, you never fully get there. You may need to continue... Have a greater hunger and thirst for righteousness like next year than you do today, but you can be hungering and thirsting for righteousness right now. Blessed are those who are persecuted. That's something in this life. That's not something we wait until the next life to experience. That's something for the here and now. I'd like to suggest that all of the beatitudes are for living life on earth now, including pure of heart. So I say yes, it's possible. But how? How do you get pure of heart? Because this is where true religion, uh, Christianity is different. The true religion of Christianity deals with the heart. Other religions may give you laws and restrictions and, and rules you need to follow that enable you to think that you're living good enough to please God. But only in the Christian faith does God send in His Holy Spirit. That when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, He purifies us. We don't do it ourselves. He purifies us. He's the one who does this. He's the one who cleanses us. He cleanses the heart. He washes away our sin. He does what we could never do on our own. And then the Holy Spirit practically is changing us and making us holy step by step, day by day, bit by bit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Now we have a role to play. Look what it says in Hebrews 12 verse 14. Pursue peace with all men and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Holiness is what we're talking about. A pure heart is a holy is what real holiness is. It comes from the inside. It's it's that set apart, that cleanliness, that seeking after God from the heart. That's what it is. And we're told pursue holiness, seek after it, go for it. You have a responsibility here. We we pursue a, a, a heart of love. We pursue a heart of forgiveness. We pursue a heart that that that, that that's, rather than lust we have love, rather than hatred we have love, rather than than bitterness we have forgiveness, etc. We pursue that. We have a role to play in that. I'll tell you right now. Being here on this video and seeking God and wanting to get to the Word of God, you are pursuing holiness right this very minute. That's why you're here. It's part of what we do. We are seeking to have our life be more and more conformed to Jesus Christ. Hopefully your church, when you're in church and when you're worshiping God, you're pursuing holiness. Hopefully all day long, everything you do, you're pursuing holiness. God and holiness, and you want your heart to be all that God wants it to be. And so we have a role to play, but also let's realize it is the work of God that really purifies us. And I like this verse in Malachi 3. It's speaking about the Messiah. For he's like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's soap. He will sit as a smelter and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver so that they may present to the Lord Offerings in righteousness. The Lord is like a refiner's fire. What's a refiner's fire do? Well, when you have gold, and gold, there are impurities in the gold, and so they put it in the, in the melting pot, the refiner's fire. They, it's called smeltering it. And what happens is the heat causes the impurities to rise to the top, and then the, 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 the refiner... We'll skim off the impurities and heat it more and then skim off more impurities until all that's left is pure gold. And how do you know it's got pure gold? Because he can look in it and see his reflection. Oh my goodness, there's a lot there, isn't there? God allows trials in our life. God brings the heat, shall we say. God brings the heat to purify our hearts we're tested by our praise. We're tested by our lack of praise. We're testified by, we're tested by our criticism. And when these tests come, it's a purifying fire. It's the, it's the heat that, that, that purifies our motives, purifies our love, purifies us, so that as God turns on the heat, skims off those impurities, skims off, skims off the sin, the, the, the motives, the false motives, and so on, he, what's left? A pure gold, a pure heart. Now, the process never ends, but I know a lot of you are shining like real gold. And God's going to continue to refine us, but a lot of us have come a long way. And so I praise you. I'm so glad, so happy for you. Others of you, you're just beginning your spiritual journey, and it might seem like Christ is refining you. It's like there's trials all over the place, and God's turning up the heat on you all the time, and you're experiencing all this these trials, and dare I say, rejoice in them. God cares about you. God is making you pure in heart so that you will, not only will you shine bright, the pure, not only will you see God, not only will your eyes, the eyes of your heart will see God for who He is, but God will be seen in you because that's what happens when He turns on the fire, he can see himself. When he refines us, he can see himself in our reflection. Isn't that awesome? Puts on a whole new understanding. So we have a role in having a pure heart, but part of it is things we do, like come here, get in the Word, pray, be in fellowship, but part of it's just cooperating when God is the purifier and he brings the heat our way, and we thank him. Lord in heaven, our Father in heaven, we bless you, we love you, Thank you for reorienting the way that we look at trials and difficulties and hardships. It's you purifying us. It's you bringing the impurities to the surface so you can skim them away. And what is left would be a pure heart, pure gold that you can be seen in us. This is our prayer. We offer ourselves to you. We say that we sincerely, sincerely desire to be pure in heart. We sincerely desire to see our God and experience your closeness. And we sincerely desire that others might see you reflected in us. We bless you. We give you this day to walk with you, cooperate with you in all you bring our way in Jesus name. Amen. 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 I love the word of God. I hope you do too. Isn't this awesome? I mean, isn't the word of God just practical, real, exciting? That's why we get in it every day. I hope you will join us. If you're new, a special welcome to you. But I hope you come back, join us every single day. You can come live at 8.30 a.m. and enter the chat, share prayer requests, say hi to people, make new friends. Or you can watch later in the day or even just listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Just search for Tom the Preacher. But for all of you who are here regularly, I love you, so glad to have you along. I know God is refining us and making us more and more and more like Him, pure and holy. God bless you, I love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.